Well, hi there. Welcome to the Firehouse Forum podcast. This is David Timberline, Community Engagement Manager at Firehouse Theater. Thanks for tuning in. This is something like our 17th episode, I think. We will be closing up shop in just a couple weeks for the summer, but please tune in for the next couple weeks at least while we give you news and information and interviews with people in the shows that are opening this summer. Starting with this week, we're going to be talking to Tyler Stevens, who will be taking over the role of Romeo in Romeo and Juliet that is opening at Quill Theater at Agecroft Hall, uh, opening this weekend. And also in further adventures in podcasting, we have invited Katrina Carol Lewis, who is the director of Top Dog Underdog, to give us an interview. Uh, Both her schedule and my schedule have been going back and forth and missing each other. And so we're going to grab 10, 15 minutes of her time on the road and um, drop that into this podcast. Hopefully the uh, sound quality is going to be a little bit better than my phone call with Phil Crosby a couple weeks ago. So uh, stay tuned for that. I wanted to let you know that Preludes, the musical Fantasia, is continuing its run here at Firehouse, uh, getting good reviews, and the crowds are liking it, and I think you would too. So come on out and see Preludes at Firehouse. Tickets are on sale for this week and for the next two weeks. Let's see what else is going on next weekend on June 9th. We will have another First Draft and Bagels event here at noon. Come in and hear the first draft of a new work and enjoy mimosas and bagels. Uh, It's usually, well, we've only done it once before and it was a great time. We had a great crowd come out. So put that on your calendar also for June 9th. But for now, we shall start our interviews, I think, starting with Tyler. Okay, we are here with Tyler Stevens. Hi, Tyler. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for coming in. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Uh, I invited Tyler in because he has, I hope, the enviable task of subbing in for uh, Romeo in the production of Romeo and Juliet that is opening a quill this weekend. Yes, the remount. <laughs> the remount, yes. yes. So this seems to me like a kind of specific acting challenge. Did you see the original production or did you specifically not see it? I did. I got a chance to see it. I found out right before it closed and so Melissa had invited me and I got a comp ticket. So I came and saw it okay. at the VMFA. So I, I went in being like really kind of pretty excited about it because oh. I got to see it. Okay. Yeah. Did you have to screen for like, you know, did you not watch the Romeo parts to <laughs> so you wouldn't be uh, influenced or did you zone in on the Romeo parts because they're going to be your parts. You know, I, I, I like watching other people do characters that I'm going to do because mm-hmm. I, I like to think about things that I would do different, Okay, not necessarily better or worse, but just something that'll strike me watching it that I think, ah, in my head it went here. Okay. So this is actually in a way like a dream come true because when normally you would be editorializing just in your head, now you're going to be able to actually you know, put it into place. Yeah, it's <laughs> certainly, it, it really is quite a quite an honor and quite a pleasure. Oh, cool. It's also, to me, when I was thinking about it, you're taking over somebody else, but then you're also taking this iconic role. Is this a role that you've thought about taking before or was it in, you know, was it on your bucket list of kind of things? Honestly, or? I never saw myself as a Romeo. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, I never saw myself as like, you know, strong, like mm-hmm. romantic lead because yeah. I'm, I'm a bit smaller. So I always figure, you know, 
I'm too small to be Romeo. Well, did you see the DiCaprio version? I mean, he's <laughs> like, you know, he's not exactly a, uh, I don't know, he's not Mel Gibson or anything like that. Well, if you're comparing me to Leonardo DiCaprio, you're good then, enough I, look- then I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so have you seen other, have you seen other mo- movie versions or have you seen other versions that you are carrying around in your head? Are you... No, I've seen a few versions, but mostly I'm just digging into the heart of it for me, like where the root of of all of it lies for me, what what parts I associate most with and where I think the real truth of it is. Well, I have to ask you, because of the role, a personal question. So have you had this kind of young love in your life, this kind of all-encompassing love that you can... uh, Yeah, I certainly have, yeah. yeah. So are you drawing from that for this experience? Uh, sometimes. I don't really draw from personal experiences all that much, oh, believe okay. it or not. I'm very much into living in the imaginative world of it, you know, okay. just creating it and being there in the moment mm-hmm. as it is. Now, your Juliet is Liz Ernest. Yes. And for opening weekend, Claire Whitman. Oh, okay. Wow. So you're going to have to have two Juliets as well. Yes. See, this to me just seems like acting challenge upon acting challenge. <laughs> it, it really has been. Yeah. Yeah. So are you rehearsing with both of them at this point? Yes. <clears throat> I've been rehearsing with both of them. Okay. <laughs> I can't ask this, but I will anyway. Do you have one that you prefer? <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Okay. They're both wonderful uh, and they both bring their own jazz to it. Okay. You said you had an experience or maybe some experience. Are either of them reminiscent of the experience? Or are they completely different? It's it's different. I don't yeah. I yeah, I don't like to bring too much of it into into like the, the acting realm, believe it or not. I'm not much of a yeah. emotional recaller. Okay. Yeah. I, I kinda like my like I, I like I like to try and just not be myself on okay. stage. You're a cipher. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of try and channel whatever that energy is. Okay. As hippy dippy as that sounds. <laughs> no, that sounds, you know, sounds like what an actor <laughs> can and should do. Maybe. Acting. Yeah. There you go. What about the language? I mean, I always, Shakespeare is Shakespeare. And again, these are some iconic speeches that you're going to have to say. So is that, uh, does that add another level of, I don't know intrigue for the experience yeah certainly and i'm not very classically trained Hmm. which is an interesting challenge going into it but james the director is really wonderful about like giving me a lot of freedom within that and not having to stick to strict to certain rules that that sometimes very structured shakespeare shows are and it is trimmed so that it, it can fit the time constraints of doing it at agecroft so the language makes it Honestly, it made it almost less of a challenge. Really? Yeah. It, it, harder to memorize, certainly, mm-hmm. but a lot easier to dig into the root of it. Okay. Because there's so much, the language is so full, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wanted to ask you a little bit about your history. I first saw you in Brighton Beach Memoirs, yes. um, which was an amazing role. You were awesome in it. And Thank you. I seem to remember you won a RTCC award for that role. I, I think. did. Most Promising Newcomer. Yeah. Well, congratulations for that. Thank you. You graduated in 2016? 2016, that's right, from VCU. Okay. So was Brighton Beach your first professional role or have you? did you work before that? I, I did Nine Circles right before. That was my first, my debut professional show. Okay. And that was at Theater Lab. And um, then it was Brighton Beach, which was uh, people loved. Yeah, it was a big hit. Was it hard to? I'm just thinking the, the as that as your first role, pretty big role, and it was you got a lot of attention for it. Was it a hard hard to follow up on that, or you know, was that even part of what you were thinking about? You know, it, in the back of my head, a little bit like 
oh, geez, I don't want to, like, peak right away <laughs> right. my first show. And then afterwards, everyone's like, oh, I'm starting to get bored of this kid. <laughs> right. But at the same time, I think it, it drives me to always want to keep getting better and improving and bringing new things to the role and maturing as well as an actor. Well, you were just in Appropriate that, that Cadence did. Yeah. Which seemed like, it, it's it's hard to tell from the outside, but it's such a interesting show, such an intense show uh, with a lot of really great actors in it. Uh, seems like that almost was like playtime. It would almost be like playtime working with all those really great people. Certainly. I, one of my favorite parts of the whole process was before I had to be backstage mm-hmm. when I could sit in the audience and, and watch everybody else work. Yeah. Yeah. My, it was my first time working with Susan. That was really awesome. Same with Joe. and I had worked with... Uh, Obviously, with Joe Barry before, right? So you were um, you've been at Firehouse in the boat, right? Mm-hmm. And you were also just in uh, one of the guest performers in uh, an oak tree. Yes. <laughs> so what? Uh, give us some reflections on what that experience was like. So this was a show where you hadn't read the script at all. That's right. And you were just kind of thrust in the middle of the of the play, not really knowing what you were getting into. How did that feel? I had to I had to make a really tough decision when they asked me if I wanted to do it. It was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Because on one hand, absolutely terrifying. Mm. Going into it, having no idea what's going on. But on the other hand, what an interesting acting challenge, I thought. So I really thought of it a lot as like, like a roller coaster ride. Mm. Like I'm just going to yeah. go into it, I'm going to strap in, <laughs> and I'm going to be on for the ride. Yeah. So... <laughs> so that's what I did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would I was lucky enough to see you during your performance which uh was you were really great. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I mean it's it's a it was an intense show yes. and everybody I don't think I you know I think I saw it four times eventually and it was everybody brought something different to it. So, uh did yeah. you did you see it any other times? There's somebody else? Did no, you? because I was so late on and it, yeah. one of the things about, you know, having no idea was I couldn't see anybody else before uh, I had gone. That's right. So there was only one performance after mine and unfortunately I was still in the grind of it. Yeah. Okay. So, this will be your will this be your first Shakespeare? This is my first Shakespeare, yeah. Okay. At this point, is it wetting your appetite? Do you want to do more? Are you, do we? Will we see you in something else down the road? Maybe so. Yeah. I've really been enjoying it. Uh, you know, I I obviously have a lot to learn in that uh, department, yeah. but it does intrigue me. And the language is so wonderful to work with. And seeing it done well, like seeing people do it as well as they did it, the original Romeo and Juliet, which I saw was kind of lit a fire in me. I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. Because yeah. I hadn't seen it that often, and the few times that I had seen it had been, you know, not the best experiences for mm. me. Okay. So seeing something that I was really engaged with, I was like, okay, so <laughs> this is how it can be. Oh, uh, yeah. So did you talk to, uh, it's, it was Nate Retsima who played it before you. Did you talk to him at all about it? I didn't, no. <laughs> no, I haven't met him. Yeah. I'm sure there's going to be people out there who will have seen both of them, particularly critics and people that I know. So we'll have to uh, convene afterwards and I'll, I'll yeah. get back to you with uh, with your marks. Thank you, yes. <laughs> now, well, I've enjoyed everything that I've seen you in and I think you'll probably just be fantastic in this show. I hope so, um, thank you. So what's what's coming up for you? Do you know what's going to happen after uh, this? R- right after Romeo and Juliet, I start up with Crimes of the Heart. Okay. I'm doing at Hanover Tavern. I'm Barnett Lloyd, right. which I'm very excited about with Steve Paragards, the director. Yeah. So that's up for this summer. And then the summer, next summer, I'll be doing 
Broadway bound. Okay. So I'll be reprising the role of Eugene. All right. Which I'm very excited about. Another yeah. interesting acting challenge. Yeah, right. To yeah. be the same character down the road a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So uh, I asked, I end up asking almost every young actor this question at some point, but you know, you've been working cons- consistently. You've got, you know, fairly high acclaim in the Richmond region. Are you considering, are there thoughts of going other places or exploring other avenues? Yeah, certainly. But, you know, I've been really on for the ride of my life, (laughs) just like following where the wind blows. And thus far, the wind has kept me here. (laughs) And And I'm very happy about that and very grateful for the chances that I've gotten. Yeah. Well, we're grateful to have seen you bloom from the young actor that you were to the not quite as young actor <laughs> exactly <as> you <laughs> right. a slightly older actor yeah, that i am tiny now. slightly older yeah all right well thank you i appreciate you coming in for the interview thanks for having me well i'm here with katrina carol lewis who doesn't really need any introduction but i'm gonna do one anyway <laughs> she's been a actress in richmond for many years how long have you been in richmond i've lived in richmond since 1998 came 1990. here to go to vcu wow and um and thought that i was gonna thought i was gonna leave after four years of school and yeah. fell in love with the city and then started working in the richmond theater community yeah. and uh, i've definitely fallen in love with this community and which has fallen in love with you as well. i'll take it <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to give just a brief synopsis just because if I did your whole credit slew, we'd be here for a half hour. But I just wanted to go back to 2012 when you were you were nominated for an Artsy Award for You Don't Know Me at Firehouse. But since then, have won, as part of the, won an Artsy as part of the ensemble for Gideon's Knot in 2013. 2016 was a great year for you in you know, my opinion, where you were nominated for Best Actress for The Mountaintop and then won for Best Actress in a Musical uh, for Lady Day at Emerson's Bar and Grill. So, obviously, a very talented actress. Thank you. Who has done some really amazing work. But you, I asked you in, I wanted to get you in last week before Top Dog Underdog opened. We weren't able to work that out, but I still wanted to talk about it because... I think it's a really important work. One thing that I think is interesting about it is it's not it's not a brand new work anymore. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, 15, 16 years old at this point. It won the Pulitzer in 2002. Right. So, yeah. so do you think, I've, I saw it, I've seen it like at least twice before. Do you think it's, is there a specific relevance to have it being produced in 2018 in your estimation? I don't know if it's more relevant today than it was in 2002. Mm-hmm. I love looking at the material 16 years later and seeing, you know, there are a few things that feel dated that yeah. we that we update, you know, talking about telephones and and that kind of thing, but the story is a real universal story. It's a it's a fable in a way. I mean, it has undertones of uh, of the Cain and Abel story. Of course, it's about these two brothers, African-American brothers who have the name Lincoln and Booth. So it's right. allegorical in a way. So it's it's timeless. Um, it's about, uh, Susan Laurie Park says in her intro for the play that it's about family and old wounds welcome to the family and so right. there's nothing more universal uh it stands the test in time of test of time than that sibling rivalry uh you know what when you want something and you feel like the person closest to you is standing in your way or has right. this thing that you need or want i think in 
what makes it special today you know, in, the, in the midst of the Black Lives Matter movement is seeing these two black men on stage together, kind of working this thing out together. Right. Represent, representation is important. It's always been important. I think it's um, especially important now at this moment. And it's good, for, it's good for us here in Richmond because when was the last time we've seen two African-American men going at it on stage? <laughs> right. uh, you know, the... The relationship that they create is really lovely. So um, this is kind of a meandering answer. <laughs> Those but are the I kind think... I like. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. one thing that I thought was interesting also is that oftentimes in theater you see a male director directing women, mm-hmm. and this is a, kind of an unusual situation. I think is where there's a female director and your whole cast is men. So is there something specific about that dynamic? Well, I think. Susan Laurie Parks is a black woman writing mm-hmm. writing black men, so I think you know it's it's her her idea of who these black men are. So bringing me in as an African American woman to to craft the show and to to hold the vision, I think is interesting. And I think um, the play needs a little feminine feminine energy in there <laughs> because it is definitely a a masculine play. You have these two men that are constantly at at odds with each other and going yeah. at it. So. I think that there's value in having a having a woman's voice in there. And uh, for me, working with Jamar and Jeremy, we work together at Colonial Williamsburg, okay. which is where, which is my day job and it's their day job as well. And I direct them a lot at Colonial Williamsburg. Yeah. So that dynamic has been kind of cool to bring it out of museum theater, where we're we're always in the 18th century and telling very specific stories there, but to to take that dynamic and bring it into a, a more contemporary narrative has been interesting. I don't know how that plays with the you know, masculine, feminine, male, mm-hmm. male, female, um, but you know, DJ asked me to direct the piece and I never felt like, oh, I don't have, I don't have an in here. I, right. you know, I, I felt like, I felt like I understood enough about who these men were in order to, in order to help craft the story and, uh, and, the, and the storytelling and then allow these black men that live in their black male skin every day to fill in fill in with their experience what I might not have to offer. Okay. Well, and I think it's interesting also that in this season of picking sides at at Theater Lab, this is a dynamic. You've had, you know, mother-daughter, or I'm sorry, father-daughter. You've had, you know, a husband-wife. But this brother dynamic is a really different one, I think. And it's got a lot more potential for violence really yeah it's deep when we were when we were looking at the seasons we also have our cellar series which has uh, which are also two person plays that works in conjunction with our uh, with our main stage series and we have uh, in that series we had uh, we had one show that was two women so then mm. we have the one show that's two men and then everything else yeah, has okay. been male female so we thought that was an interesting balance to the season yeah this brother thing it's so <laughs> it's it's really rich and yeah. it's it's complicated before you even get into the circumstances. Yeah. Um, you know, these are these are the lifelong relationships that you have, or with your with your siblings, and so there's there's more fodder for the drama. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, we've known each other forever. There's this love and hate. Right. There's this <clears throat> rivalry, and there's this. You know, there's the older brother that's always been kind of taking care of the younger brother, and the younger brother always wanting to be like the older brother. It's just—it's a fascinating dynamic. It yeah. is very different than um, you know, father-daughter or husband-wife, or it is a different—it is a different dynamic. And I think that's what's been cool about exploring these, exploring these plays is you know, how do you know two people on stage working something out, and then what are the 
what are the circumstances that each of these plays bring in, but ultimately it's about one human being and the other human being right. across from one another, you know, with, with whatever conflict there is, and, you know, who do you, who do you identify with? Who right. do you, whose side do you pick? Do you pick a side? Right. Uh, I don't know. And Top Dog, Underdog, I, f- I feel for both of them. It's, yeah. it's, I don't want to give away the story. <laughs> Y'all come see it. <laughs> but it's, a, you know, it's, um, I don't know. How do you, how do you pick a side? And can you see... In any sort of relationship, can you see both sides? Right. You know, are you are you more like Lincoln? Are you more like Booth? And if you are, when you come to see the play, you know, does that does that color who who you identify right. with? I don't know. It's interesting. Well, and I think about it too in that like a, an audience member is at a, is at a specific stage of life, and mm-hmm. I know when I first saw Top Dog Underdog, I don't think I had sons. Now I have two sons, and I've seen them grow up. And I see, I, I never had a brother. Mm-hmm. So, I, do you have a brother? I don't. I have, okay. a, I have a younger sister. Okay. Um, so, it's interesting to watch them go through stuff that I was, I'm like, God, are they going to kill each other? You know, yeah. it's like that happens all the time, and yet they still love each other. They still hang out. They have a good time. Yeah. So, it's, yeah, it's really but interesting. That's one thing that's cool about, about our actors. Jamar is an only child. But oh. Jeremy has a brother, so okay. it's been it's been cool to watch them develop this brotherly relationship. Which, as I've already alluded to, we all work together day in and day out at Colonial Williamsburg. So they already had a um, a camaraderie, um, but I've seen it go deeper, which has been really beautiful to see. Yeah. So this is is this your directorial debut? You've directed other things. Well, I, I'm calling it my Richmond directorial debut. Yeah. I keep bringing up Colonial Williamsburg, but that's where most of my directing experience has come from. I've been the artistic director of our department for the past two years and I've done a lot of directing I've done a lot of directing and writing there and so I've kind of developed a bit of my directing style I kind of backed into it at Colonial Williamsburg (laughs) I had this idea for something and I had had a an outline of a a scenario or a script and we get out there to rehearse it and there was nobody to direct it and I said (laughs) well I guess I guess I'm gonna see how this how this fits and it actually fit much better than I even even would have imagined it was not something that I saw uh, in my life as a theater artist, all I ever said I wanted to do was sing songs and be in plays. And okay. Thank you, universe. I've been able to do that <laughs> quite a bit. But I've really loved taking a step, a step outside and being on the other side of the, of the stage and helping, you know, helping actors find their way and you know, making pretty pictures. And, you know, how do how do I see this story playing out? So, mm-hmm. um, and I've also uh, and so since then I've been I've been seeking out a few opportunities. I've I've directed for New Voices with um, at Spark, and I did a, a reading for uh, African American Repertory Theater uh, about a year and a half ago. Um, but this is my first time directing a full length play in a in a professional theater. That I mean, of course, Colonial Williamsburg is professional, but it's a different. Yeah. different environment so sure. yes my Richmond directorial debut but mm-hmm. I'm not as I'm not as fresh as that might <laughs> as, as that okay. might sound okay well is it the is it a portender to future jobs here in Richmond you I think? hope so hey producers <laughs> in Richmond hire me as a director I would love to continue uh, continue down this path it's um it's I, I really enjoy it and I you know it, it's not for me to say whether I'm good at it or not but I do okay. think that my I think that my actors appreciate my approach I'm very proud of how Top Dog Underdog has has come come to fruition and uh, I'd love to 
I'd love to continue. I mean, I, I, I now I'm calling myself. I used to say I'm a I'm an actor singer, but I want to call myself a theater artist because I've also yeah. been been writing plays down at Williamsburg, and I've written about ten plays down there. And wow. so you know, that's a, a trial by fire. <laughs> you just jump in. So and I love I love theater. I love it from top to bottom. And so to be able to to tell stories uh, in a theatrical manner and be a part of the process in different ways, I'm I'm very here for it. Yeah. And, you know, I'm I'm not I'm not twenty nothing anymore. So I would like <laughs> to see. Not that there aren't great roles for African-American women, you know, mm-hmm. as, we would, as we mature, but I uh, I would like for my career to continue to grow, and so, yeah. yes, I hope this portends some wonderful <laughs> things in the future for well, me to I, I like some directing. I like using theater arts, too, because there's only so many hyphens you can use. Like, <laughs> <laughs> writer, director, actor, singer, it's like, after a while, there's not enough space on yeah. the page. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, is there anything coming up? On stage for you in the future. Um, not, that you can I talk about? actually don't know what my next what my next project is. Okay. And um, I mean, it's been a it's been a great year for me. I started out with uh, Raisin in the Sun playing Ruth, which is a it's just a bucket list role. It's mm-hmm. such an iconic role. And then um, uh, and then did River Diddy to uh, at Virginia Rep to uh, into originator role, and then stepped to the Top Dog Underdog, and that's all been in this first <laughs> first five five and a half months of. 2018. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to a little bit of downtime and um, and seeing what my next project will be. I okay. used to be um, very anxious if I didn't know what my next project was, but I feel you know maybe this is not that I'm old. I don't want anybody to think that I'm thinking I'm old based <laughs> on what I'm saying in this in this interview. But you know, taking a, taking a moment to take stock and and look back over the amazing opportunities that I've had here in Richmond and just saying. And maybe going and seeing some things. I haven't <laughs> been able to see a lot of the wonderful work. Yeah, I can imagine. So there's um, yeah, there are a couple of things that are on my radar that I'm thinking about that I'm definitely going to audition for. And, okay. Um, but nothing, not at this moment. Well, and I'm not panicking about it. I'm really right. not. So that's yeah. pretty cool. Well, you deserve a break after <laughs> all the, the litany that you just gave. That's absolutely, take a break. Take the summer off. Yeah. For goodness sake. Okay, well, I'm very happy that we got a moment to sit down and talk oh, after many trials and it was tech I, week. I know. <laughs> well, that's yeah. It's always hard, you know. Yeah. And you're in the middle. Everybody, everybody I try to talk to, they're in the run up to something. Mm-hmm. So thank you very much for My making pleasure. it work. And I've heard great things about Top Dog Underdog already. So I can't wait to see it. Yes, please come out, everyone. Come see the show. <laughs> Hopefully, you'll love it. It's a wild ride. And okay. These, these guys are doing amazing work. If I can, if I can say that, pat myself on the back. It's pat my actors on the back. You can absolutely say that. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, David. All right. Thank you for tuning in to the Firehouse Forum podcast. And thank you also to Tyler Stevens playing Romeo in Romeo and Juliet at Quill Theater's production at Agecroft Hall opening this weekend. And of course, thank you to Katrina Carol Lewis, director of Top Dog Underdog, that is playing at Theater Lab uh, for the next couple weeks in the basement space. It sounds like a great production. So come out and see that. And thank you to Katrina and Tyler. And thank you to Ryan in the booth. And we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>